beloved, you are now tuned in to Three Black Men, a podcast by three black men where we talk about theology, culture, and the world around us. The following content may not be suitable if you ain't real enough. Listener discretion is advised because real recognize real. Here's the hope when we look familiar. Welcome everyone to a new episode and on this episode we discuss black masculinity and obviously there are so many ways that we could get into this topic. We could talk about it historically, we could talk about it from many different perspectives, but on this episode we give you the three of our perspectives, right? And I hope you are blessed by our conversation and hopefully this conversation sparks many others, right? And hopefully we do this topic some justice. And before we get further into the podcast, we want to thank our Patreon supporters in a general way, but also specifically to the tier of supporters at the supporter level and those are the ones who are giving at the ten dollar level thank you for all that you do to the encouragement that you give us and your faithful giving thank you thank you thank you thank you patreon supporters for helping us to make this podcast go so with that i want to give a prayer and this prayer is for black men specifically. (laughs) So God, I pray that as black men, that you would expand the borders of our comprehension and that you would allow us to experience all of the different ways that you speak back to us for the companionship that we could have with one another and with the wider world. In Jesus name. Amen. All right, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Robert. I'm Sam. And I'm Trey. <laughs> and this is the Three Black Men. I'm trying to find out why Sam holding his mic like, like, like one of the five heartbeats. He'll kind of like, he, <laughs> because like for, 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 for Fergalicious definition, <laughs> make him go. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Some of y'all going to get that from Twitter. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Sam looked like nice like this. <laughs> I wish. Don't do me. Nah, don't do me. Oh my man, it's been a long day. (laughs) It's hot. It is very hot. hot. (laughs) Oh, so everyone, (laughs) hello. So on the table for the conversation today, we are talking about black masculinity. Uh, okay. Man stuff. Let's go. <laughs> Man stuff. <laughs> and I want to give it a bit of a framing, a bit of a framework. Uh, one, I will say that some people have asked for this. That's one. Two, there are podcasts. Um, I'm not going to name them, even though I'm tempted to. And there are content creators who make it their business to talk about what it means to be black and male in society in ways that are dangerous, in ways that are uh, 
self-defeating and that is the entirety of their content right and that and so we have purposefully uh swerved around that <laughs> we have made it our business to not be about that right and we have tried to show what it means to be black and male in ways hopefully that are uplifting edifying right and kind of just swerving the topic altogether right um and trying to get around that the other thing that i would say as we get into this is that often this phrase uh toxic masculinity is thrown out there very loosely um as people just um think about what it means to be a man in society and they often aren't very pacific um with who and what they're addressing but something <laughs> something that i like to say is that i that when you're talking about masculinity you really do need to be specific who you're talking about and who you are talking for because the rules that govern black men are different than the rules that govern white men and yes there are traits that are toxic to black men but we need to be specific about those things and there are things that are positive about being black men and we need to be specific about those things right and so out of that we're having this conversation right um one last thing and then i will open it up um when talking about black masculine masculinity uh bell hooks has something beautiful in her book uh salvation black people in love and she she writes in her chapter loving black masculinity fathers love lovers and friends she writes this quote where she says um talking about her childhood and seeing black men she said there was so much diverse black masculinity in the world of our childhood that it would have been impossible for any of us to have a one-dimensional understanding of black life we knew from experience that some black males were kind and gentle others cruel and indifferent and indifferent that some fathers were present and some fathers were absent and so i want to kind of start there when we talk about black masculinity and defining you know, from our point of view, what it means um, to be black and masculine um, from that vantage point, because I love Bell Hooks from her vantage point as a child, that she saw that there was this expansive view of black men, that they weren't all this uh, uh, one thing, right? Regardless of what it says in the media, that there were all these different types of black men in her childhood. So I guess I open it up to you, fellas. Like, when you think of black masculinity, what are some of the first things that come to your mind? Um, it can be toxic. It can be not. What are some of the things that come to your mind? I think the first thing that hit off of me, and it kind of spurred from something you just said a moment ago, where you said there are different rules um, governing black men than are for white men. And initially, like, I know our, our primary audience is us. So I, I kind of got like what you meant, but I was like, oh snap, somebody's gonna hear that. It'll be like, well, what are the different rules? And I think one of the things that sticks out is that black men 
particularly in the United States where we are a numerical ethnic minority, we don't often have the freedom to be things without the very real fear and possibility of whatever that thing is being uh, pathologized and, and becoming uh, an identity marker for a group of people, right? That's one of the things that supremacy does in a society. White people get to be individuals where black people are automatically part of some monolith that somebody has constructed, right? Um, but in order to redefine what that means, like right? we're talking about the different rules that govern that, that um, whiteness, right? And being a white man has been held as the goal, as in you are only progressing as not only a race, but as a man to the degree that you can emulate what Willie J Dr. Willie James Jennings uh, names in his book After Whiteness, the self-sufficient white male, right? Like that is the goal that we are often taught to work towards. And even in the history books, like all of the heroes look the same. The founding fathers of the United States of America look the same. All of the settlers might in some senses be more accurately described as invaders look the same, right? And, and that is who we are to aspire to. However, if you look at something like the Bell Hooks quote, you just mentioned diversity is divine, right? So are we to say that somebody like uh, James Baldwin is less masculine than <laughs> uh, Hank Aaron? Are we to say that somebody yeah. like like W.E.B. Du Bois is less masculine than uh, Martin Luther King or Howard White? There is so much in, in what it is to be a man because diversity is divine, right? Like God is not just one thing. And me believing that black men, much like everybody else are made in the image of God, we get to be all of these different things. So for me, when you talk about like, what is the first thing that comes into my mind about black masculinity, black masculinity is anything that a black man happens to be, <laughs> you know? Um, there's no one particular construct like black. Oh, that's that's okay. what black masculinity should be. Because in so doing, what I'm actually doing is conforming to that idea of the self-sufficient white man. And a lot of times, like my mind, without even recognizing it, defaults to that. So I point to that and be like, oh, like uh, yeah, that that's that's what a black man. Is. Wait, wait, what what is that? What do you mean by that? You know, <laughs> what do you what do you mean by that? Um, and so part of what my personal growth has required of me is accepting that black masculinity, whatever construct lies in my head, has to be um, for <laughs> for the for the former bro the former brother uh, in this podcast. This simple reformando, you know, like always reforming, always like reevaluating what that looks like and what that is. So black masculinity, whatever a black man happen to be, that's that's what it is. Yeah. You know? I think for me, um, I know when Rob first mentioned it, like one of the things that I thought about, and I, I think it kind of ties into what Trey was saying is that um, I don't like, for one, that masculinity is so linked to gender, right? Like, um, like, <laughs> like Trey would say, like, so would you say that uh, James Baldwin is less masculine than Hank Aaron because Hank Aaron plays a sport. 
he does what you think a man should do and he's outside and he's getting dirty and you know what i'm saying um like i've always struggled with the idea of masculinity and like what a man should be because like growing up i've all i've heard a lot growing up um my dad had this saying you're gonna be a man when you leave my house um and that was sort of like and and stealing right indoctrinating me with this sort of um idea of what masculinity is and how it should be um but i've always sort of rejected it right um in, in some sort of way, in, in any way possible, I would, I'm just, I'm going to resist. That's just me. If it doesn't sit right with me, I'm going to find a way to resist. Uh, and so that, <laughs> so I would resist that. So I think I like the way Trey put that and just saying that it's whatever a black man happens to be, because I don't know. I, I almost feel like, um, Rob, you mentioned like there's different podcasts and different content creators who have some sort of um, idea of masculinity that they push. We've steered, I mean, it, it's been easy to steer away from that for us, but um, we've steered away from that and that's not our viewpoint, but it's almost like um, everybody, anytime there's a title, it has to fit into some sort of system, right? It, there's some sort of higher hierarchical system. And it's about like this, who's ruling and who's submitting, who's alpha, who's beta, who's masculine, who's, who's feminine. And, and, and I'm almost like this, there's some sort of scale, right? Yeah. And, and, and the further you fall down this scale of masculinity, um, the less you, the less of uh, human value and worth you have, um, right. And, 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 and that, and, and that right there is the problem that I've always had with the argument of what is masculinity, black masculinity, right? Like, that's what we're talking about. What, what, what that is. So it has to be like, like, it has to be whatever a person is. It can't be, it should never be something that we use to marginalize another person right wow. especially as black men we're already marginalized enough wow. but yet yeah. we, we marginalize ourselves even further to to for whatever reason right whether it be for a bag <laughs> you know what i'm saying whether we feel like this is um you know i don't know that yeah that's that's me. yeah i know you you talking you talking real good <laughs> you talk, talking real good right now i think my mind was going to this place as you were talking and and as you were wrestling with this notion of masculinity and even it even it being juxtaposed with femininity and i was thinking about the necessity of black men having to wrestle with what we think about the term masculinity and and black masculinity because Again, this is a this has to be a black conversation, a black male conversation. I think because black masculinity has been a survival tool is the first thing that's coming to my mind. Uh, in one where the rules for black masculinity in my mind were written when we learned on American soil, what it took to thrive and survive from white men, right? And, and some of those things we re-inscribed in our community, 
right? And this is what power looks like. This is what femininity looks like. And this yep. is what femininity means, mm-hmm. right? And this is what, you know, and this is what um, the nature of power between the sexes means, and right? And so this is what happens when I call you macho versus, you know, right? And so this is how you hold your manhood. This is, you know, and so those power dynamics, um, I think a lot of Black men, we learned in the confines of a white supremacist society is what I'm thinking of. And so Black masculinity here, we can't talk about without talking about its larger context of white supremacist society. And I think sometimes what's what feels odd to me is now with, I'm going to just say it, when white progressives are like, let's get rid of the word masculinity. I, I, I don't want to get rid of it with y'all. I want to get rid of it in this kind of conversation with you. Like, cause I hear what you're saying. I think we can't get rid of it together because we have to untangle from how we learned it. Right. Like, so that we can actually move forward. Like, how did we hurt one another with these terms, right? Like, what does it mean to be a man, right? Like using the term, like the definition that Trey just gave. And do we have space for what it means to be a black man and have this expansive view from James Baldwin to, right, to the quote unquote machoist guy? And do we have a term that encompasses all, all types of black men. And currently in our communities, we don't, right? And I think that that's the problem, right? And why we have content creators who are filling in the gap to, to uh, cause all types of ruckus. So that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think this one quote keeps popping in my head. Well, there's two quotes, because number one, Rob, you keep saying the phrase to be a man. And every time you say that, the Mulan song come in my head to be a man. I'm sorry, but that's that's one. The other one, <laughs> my bad saying, I'm sorry, I'm trying to do better, dog. The other one, um, I was on, I was in this Twitter space one time and Solomon Missouri, the homie Solomon Missouri said this one phrase. And I remember I had to tweet it immediately. He said, the performance of strength kills black men. And, and that really sat with me. He said, the performance of strength kills the black men. And when we treat the concept or the idea of masculinity as something that is prescriptive as opposed to descriptive, as something that we have to inspire or aspire to as opposed to something that we are born with. And so yes. you know, I even had to think of this yes. because um, you, you said something initially, like you led, you said, I hate that the idea of masculinity is so much tied to gender. And it made me even think of um, Nadine, the homie Nadine, because she had recently posted a picture. She was like embracing my masculine side and she just had on some clothes we would typically associate with boys and like she was doing her thing or whatever. And I was like, wow, the idea that we feel or that so many men feel that they have to perform or aspire to masculinity and that that is so often associated with this idea of strength as opposed to a reality of strength or even leaving open the possibility, the reality, the necessity of weakness, the very human aspect of weakness. The fact that this concept of masculinity makes so many of us feel as though we're called to deny whatever 
we have constructed weakness as in, in our mind and embrace strength. Um, he said that kills black men to the degree that we become less human, right? Like, and, and Rob, we've even had this conversation between you and I, where there were times um, you felt as a friend that I was inaccessible in some senses because I felt as though I like, I gotta keep going in, in this certain direction. And I remember at one point um, when I got injured, um, you kept telling me, he was like, hey man, try softer, not harder. And just this idea that like, oh, we gotta keep going in this hustle mentality, this grind mentality, and all assume are required to be to embody masculinity is actually dehumanizing ourselves. Um, and, and, and this is this idea that we can somehow become more masculine is, I don't know where we got that from, right? Like, yeah. are we not born <laughs> with all of the masculinity that we will ever need, you know? Yeah, can I interrupt and say- Please that, do. Yeah. Like, I think what's beautiful about what you're saying is, I'm thinking of, it feel well. It feels like the word masculinity is handed down, and you use that word prescriptive, and it feels like it's written in stone, and you can't change it. Right? It's it's immutable, right? Uh, but yeah. we can change it. Like if we are going to use masculinity, and if we are going to be black men the thought is ringing in my mind, can we not change the rules of the game? And can we not be softer? It's one of the reasons why I speak that message of softness so often. Someone called me recently, uh, you're like an evangelist for softness. <laughs> and it's what, because I'm trying to change the whole rule of the game that instead of power, domination and force, being tied to the very nature of masculinity. And I think that might be why you kind of rub so raw against it, uh, Sam, like, because that's just not who you are. Like you've always been such a tenderhearted person. I think that's why it just is like anathema to you. You're like, I hate this work. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, can't we just, can't we in our very nature rewrite the script? Ooh behind us right like we don't have to pass down this poison and i'm especially thinking of this in my mind this last thing and then go ahead sam yeah, it's yeah. like the people hanging in the gap are not just us because it's killing us to your point trey it's killing our sons behind us and yes. mm -hmm. i'm reading this uh tanahasi coates book um that's really uh messing my life up and um he was writing about the abuse and getting beat by his father, who was uh, just the fear that his father had in, in, in really passing that down and just trying to make a man out of him and, uh, and out of his fear passing this on. But I'm thinking about like your, your son, uh, Sam is like in my mind and like what image of masculinity are we giving him? And I think about your son often, uh, Trey, like, what image of a man are we showing him? And yeah, so that's in my mind. Go ahead, Sam. Nah, I was just gonna say like, um, you may, like both of y'all brothers are spitting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
I was going to say um, one of the things that, to, to your point, Rob, one of the things that really did rub me the wrong way was like, if you have, if you have the monopoly on this word, right, and you have the monopoly on, on what masculinity is, black masculinity is, well, where does that leave me? Am I not black enough? Am I not masculine enough? And then for who? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like certainly, like for nobody that ca- nobody that matters, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You know, at this point, right? Um, but I, I mean, at any point, but mm. um, I just think we got to think about the message that we're sending. Our like Rob, you made a good point. Our sons, right? Um, also, uh, I. Th- this is just me right like there's a certain type of person that would like really identify themselves as like alpha or whatever i i tend to not really get along with them just because of their demeaning same um, you know what I'm <laughs> I like, know, yeah like just their breathing rubs me the wrong way at times because it, like just their demeaning nature we like me and Kwani um we try to live um we try to live in community as much as possible right and I think masculinity is inclusive uh and is inviting um it's not threatened yeah yeah um by uh, you know other forms of masculinity or whatever um it 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 it's I I don't I I'm learning I I feel like the more I focus on um, becoming a whole individual, right? And in and, and, and the wholeness, embracing all of myself, caring for all of myself, right? Um, I feel like that's when I'm, I'm now beginning more to be more um, in touch with Black masculinity, if that makes sense. Um, it does. Uh, just, yeah. <laughs> it does. And I, and I think... The thing that's important to me is divesting from the messages that have been given to us, right? You know, I I said earlier about Black masculinity being a survival tool, right? Black men on this continent had to learn rules of survival for how to live in this harsh land that was not conducive to black male thriving. And I really want to specifically name it that, right? So when we look around and we say, why did black men become what they became? We have to note that the conditions of of this country were not built for black men to become soft. They were not built for Black men to become wealthy. They were not built for Black men to become emotionally whole, right? They were not built for Black men to become good fathers, right? Like they were not built to become like good partners, right? Uh, To become, you know, psychologically proficient, uh, theologically sound, right? Um, And so now our task in our generation is to do the work to unearth what does it look like to be a black male in this time at this unique intersection of time, right? And to unearth all of those toxic messages and to say, hey, we can do better now, right? 
to love our ancestors, right? Not desecrate their memory, but also say, we don't have to be in survival mode. We can be in construction mode, right? We can learn. Yes. Yes. We can learn yes. from our ancestors and we can say, thank you for getting us here. Thank you for the lessons. Thank you for shielding us. I think of Moses being placed in a, in a, a raft and being put on the Nile and he was shielded from harm, but Moses had to grow up, right? Like he had to grow up and become a man, but what type of man would he become? And that's what black men in this age are need to ask is what type of men shall we become? And that's, <laughs> and that's the, the question of black masculinity. And before us right now, we see the misogynoir that is rampant. We see the content creators that all day they have the question of what is a low value woman? What is, you know, a B, a Ho, whatever, right? Like they, that's like what they put out all the, and they're making mad money. Like they, um, the bills is getting paid. <laughs> um, right. But, but our question before us is what type of men shall we become, right? Like that is the task before us to mine out, to like spread out, to kind of put the rule, the like the, to, you know, mark out in the sand, in our sandboxes, like what type of men live here and what type of boys will grow up to become men and can they grow up to be good partners, loving, sensitive, nurturers, um, warriors, but even when they become warriors, what type of warrior will they be? Um, and that's, we do have a privilege in that. And I named that also. We have technology, we have riches that our ancestors did not have, right? But it is our task nonetheless to do the work, right? So I do name all those. Hey, you really preaching right now, bro. Because at the end of the day, when we have a conversation about black, well, black, I'm over here. I'm, I'm tired. I can't say the word more. Black masculinity. Take your time, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> but when we have it on these terms, right, as opposed to all of the terms that you just made, we'll be ultimately trying to emulate uh, white masculinity, the self-sufficient white man by first and foremost denigrating black women. Uh, when we decide to have the conversation on the, whoops, sorry, let that one slip out my bed. That was, stay focused, right? But when we have it on these terms as opposed to those terms, it becomes something nebulous, right? Um, and I think that annoys some people speaking in the nebulous, but there is a creative energy that exists in the nebulous. That's where life gets to happen, right? It's when we operate in the concrete patterns that we have come to accept as the norm that we could become trapped in things that do not serve us well. It's in the creative energy of the nebulous, right? It's in that life force where we get to rebuild things. We get to construct things. We get to make things anew. So I already know what somebody who clicked on this and like, oh, black masculinity, what's that about? And it's coming away with this, like, what do y'all even mean? Like, no, that's not what this is. The masculinity means X, Y, Z. And the question that I have in response to that reaction is says, who? And and why do we have to listen to them? You understand? Um, one of the things that 
I would like to introduce to the concept of black masculinity is well, I can do what I want. And hopefully you want to do things that are good and constructive. You, you understand? Like I, I don't, I'm no, I'm no longer <laughs> tied to this, yeah. this, this definition. And um, I think, like you said, um, I, I'm inspired by listening to the things that you said, Rob, just in, in terms of like, yeah, no part of the work of this generation is choosing how to be. Yeah. yeah. It, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, um, you know, uh, there are certain things that um, make me kind of concerned for um, not just the, ne- the next generation, but also because my kids are part of that, right? Um, this is one of those things um, just because there's so much, right, that I mean, we've pretty much already laid out how much can already go into the topic of black masculinity. Um, But, you know, I have two black sons, Um, one that is, you know, getting ready to turn 17 and he's half black, he's half Puerto Rican, but he is a little darker skinned. And so he looks like me. And he's just moved and he's just, he's basically the only black kid in his, going to 11th grade next year. Um, and so that's tricky for him because he's discovering his blackness at the same time that he's discovering and toying with the these ideas of masculinity. Um, and it's crazy because we don't know a black masculinity absent of whiteness. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's like, that. That, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's cool. And so like to have to actively work through the outward um, forces of whiteness and then to battle uh, and become aware or woke at some point some might say uh to the internal biases um uh of of whiteness that we may have internalized for masculinity or whatever um it can be a lot right so i I just wanted to say um if you are a black man or if you are partnered to a black man right um give yourself give them some grace right um it's a rough walk right don't go around being a jerk and stop listening to crazy people out there that are you know you don't agree with what them folks saying right stop listening to people because you think it can get you somewhere um love people <laughs> um <laughs> right love people try softer yeah uh and, like i'm learning i like i'm i i listen to rob say that a lot but i'm learning through my own experience trying softer literally means for me it's like rejecting the push to conform to to um things that i feel like are a detriment to black masculinity um to those around me right um yeah so i just wanted to no you i mean I agree with that. I think, you know, speaking of that difficulty too, like illuminating part of that difficulty for me is I'll say 
honestly, it's 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 also hard trying to be my best self, trying to be a healthy black man, trying to redefine what it means to be a black man, be about the work, you know, as we're talking about. And I'm gonna just say it how I think it and be next to redacted black men who are in the communities who are about this misogynistic life, right? Like who are committed to being a-holes every day, all day, who rise up early and often to prove that black men ain't, right? Like, so here we are doing the work. We go into therapy. We trying to be about our spiritual life. We trying to, you know, we trying to drink our water, not be ashy. You feel <laughs> right? me? Right. Drinking our water and not being ashy out here in these streets. I'll be out here using blended butter. I'm talking exactly. cocoa butter, shea right. butter, mango we're butter. I didn't even know that was rubbing right. fancy stuff on my skin. We're trying. Um, I we're trying. Um, we're trying to smell good out here. And, and then love here, people. And then here go these words out here, <laughs> and they're like actively being misogynistic and and i guess the reason why i want to name that is when you're trying to do the work i think this is where what catches some black men up is then when they see the critiques online from black women especially there are some brothers that are like not all of us are like that not all don't say all not all <laughs> be specific and um I've learned to be quiet, but if I'm honest, it it gives me paralysis sometimes because I could denounce black men all day if that were my platform of misogyny, because every day there's new misogyny, whether it's famous people, whether there's just a random dude who lives in his mom's basement who's saying something random online. And I think what's hard for me is knowing when, and I guess I'm just saying this, right? I don't even have an answer, is knowing when to actually speak up, right? Because you could go to a black woman's uh, comment section right now. A black woman could be saying, wow, the sun is beautiful. It's a black man in the it comments. Come a redacted. Yeah, here come a redacted. <laughs> a black man is in the comments. Literally, I could scroll right now just just to show you that I'm right. Is literally the comments being ignorant in the comments, right? And and so sometimes I feel this pressure to to show that oh, that's not me. I'm different than that, right? And so I guess I just name that just for the sake of um, when we're talking about black masculinity and being a black man. Is sometimes I feel this need to show. Not all of us are like that. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. oh, another part of that um, for me is a lot of what the aspirational model, the detrimental model of Black masculinity has looked like has been emulating self-sufficient white men that I talked about earlier. But basically it's, it's the pursuit of access to oppression, right? And I think one of the things in reframing it, or one of the things that we should aspire to, and I don't like using this word often because people be claiming it for themselves and without doing the work, whatever. But what if instead of access to oppression, what it meant to be a black man and, and to embody black masculinity was to be an ally to, to all peoples, right? Because 
when we look at that whole vein of intersectionality, right? Um, black men have already been marginalized in our society, but by virtue of being male, there's also uh, an aspect of, of, of privilege, right? Um, so what if like we use that marginalized identity as a way of connecting with other marginalized people, whether they be queer people, whether they be other ethnic or religious minorities, whether they be like wherever that is, and we can stand in solidarity with those people while acknowledging the fact that yes, like, like we do have the ability to reimagine ways of being and ways of life that don't leave us on the margins, right? Like we can crumble up this piece of paper and and, 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 and envision a new one where there are no margins. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I'll name this real quick too. And I want to get your thoughts, Sam. It's also like naming here the homophobia that exists in a lot of Black male heterosexual circles uh, problematizes this whole Black masculinity conversation right and what it means to be black and male can be synonymous with heterosexual right and um right and so what does it mean to have honest conversations with the full black male community that is open loving and just honest about like there's everyone is at the table and everyone is fully loved and can be embraced and defining black masculinity in a way that is embracing and that is loving and that is honest right so i wanted to say that here uh go ahead sam oh no uh i i love that um that that would be um a dream right um one of the it's funny because so i'm gonna talk about two fairly popular shows um i I, my wife kwani she got me watching um this show called p valley right um only because like initially she was laughing so hard on like the first episode i was like what are you watching and so she was like it's this show p valley it's hilarious she told me what it's about i was like all right i'll try i'll watch it and now you hooked, say it. I am. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were oh, like, I'll watch it for you, babe. Faithfully. <laughs> you're like, I wish her you're like move week. out the way, babe. <laughs> there are black men that I was like, yo, you sh- you watched that show P Valley. And it was like, nah, I was going to, but I heard about, you know, it's a couple of scenes. And they didn't feel comfortable. And I'm like, bro, how homophobic? <laughs> and like, hear me out, right? I'm not saying you have to be comfortable, but to avoid an entire show for two scenes in one season. It's a homophobia for me. But 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 get this right. When it's presented differently, it's acceptable because they'll watch the boys. Oh wow, you speaking. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? When it's presented differently, when when it's presented as uh guys in a locker room joking, right? Like when it's presented like that it's not home you get what i'm saying i mean even though it is it's a different type of homophobia but you get what i'm saying like those things those those blurred lines or whatever you want they're not even blurred lines that those um 
ideas that we have to that we need to get straight with ourselves right um i think until we get past stuff like that uh you know we can't and and those are just shows but like it's a reality people would literally treat um someone like i've seen black men that would literally treat someone like saucy santana a certain type of way right but could be okay joking with yeah. their homeboy you get what i'm saying and i'm yeah. just like what was it uchi wally or is it one mic because you get what i'm saying yes <laughs> i've done that but was that's my, okay. I, that that's was, my that was my song back in the day. But <laughs> um, which one? Be Pacific. Which one? Um, well, both. But Uchi Wally. But um, <laughs> to be very Pacific. But Wait, I knew it. Rod was <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rod was out there on some redacted streets. Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> and am. Um, but I have. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I wasn't always the contemplative. So. I have one last question for y'all. <laughs> um, so when we're thinking about Black masculinity and having this conversation around what it means to be Black, what it means to be male, and you know, forging our way forward, where do we go from here? Just a thought on where do we go from here? And I, my thought in asking that question is, this is relatively new. We have, again, we have that privilege that our ancestors didn't have. We have time that our ancestors didn't have to think about that. Um, we have technology that binds us together, um, privileges, right? Um, and so where do we go from here um, with, with thinking about this topic um, in our community and communities? Where do we go? I'm gonna tell. Well, okay, if I could go first. Yeah, go I, ahead. You know, Trey like to preach, so he can he can, <laughs> he can bring up the rear. I'm just joking. <laughs> say, say um, stuff, please. <laughs> um, one of the things that wait, you asked. Um, yeah, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Okay, so one of the things that happened to me that I absolutely love because I wasn't always here uh, is that somebody by the name of Robert Munson. I'm I'm. I forget who can I stand there to I mean he he's all right. He switched up. <laughs> that dude is trash. <laughs> Look, he grew a beard and switched up. He started acting brand new. Brand that man, new. That man got some um, rest and started getting on my nerves immediately. I can't wait to wear him. You out feel again. me? Yes. <laughs> um, but he befriended us, right? He befriended me and um in a loving way, right? In a um gentle but um forceful right it was forceful enough to get my attention um but also like I think also too uh for me I wanted to cultivate the friendship and so I was open to the challenge of different things but um I think just having difficult conversations uh one of the I hate <laughs> you probably got to edit that face out <laughs> but um <laughs> I heard someone say before, like, we don't do easy answers, right, when it comes to their friendship. And I think um, having that as a standard um, to have conversations where you can be free and there's no easy answers, but you challenge one another, right? And, and not just the, 
uh, gaslight and call somebody crazy and, you know, but actually having a meaningful dialogue on different things. Bro, what you think about this? Like, how do you feel, you know, in the same way that, you know, you kind of did with us. Um, that's really just kind of been my approach. I don't know that, like, I'm not, I can't save everybody. Um, but I, like, I, I let my sons see all of me, um, for the most part, right? Um, so not locking masculinity, you know, not locking certain emotions out of masculinity, but instead bracing, embracing them um, and comforting them when they embrace them, right? So that they know, like, this is not, this is not emasculating, right? This does not remove masculinity, but this is um, an embracing uh, I feel like in some sort uh, of your own masculinity, your vulnerable masculine, you know, a vulnerable state in your masculinity. So, um, yeah, I that's I don't know. Outside of that, like, I really don't even I, don't, I ain't got the answer sway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll say this next. Um, I I think of two things. One, I am intentional about my messaging regarding softness and maleness often um that's how i move online that's how i move on when and where i speak um i intentionally bind softness masculinity and blackness into whatever it doesn't matter what you uh have me speak on that is getting woven into the fabric of the message and in that way i am rewriting the story of what it means to be black and male um because i want a different testimony right i want black men to be unknown uh, for their softness um rather than their hardness and the ability to fight um because yeah, we want to be around for a long time. Um, yeah, uh, so that that's that's the first thing. And then I I also think of um, this. Uh, yeah, to your point, Sam, I think of the relationships and the bonds that Black men can foster with one another. I think that that is the way forward. Um, and typically those bonds have been built on survival. They've been built on misogyny. They've been built on all these other things. And I wrote this piece for the witness uh, around the beautiful cord that surrounds black men. And there's something stronger than misogyny, homophobia, um, joking, roasting. I think there's a beautiful bond and a cord that really can really bind us together if we would foster it with one another and i really think that is the way forward for us to really learn masculinity together right like that beautiful chord is like that next iteration you know the 2.0 <laughs> of black men is us learning how to be men together right not terrorizing black women <laughs> not having more podcasts where we just dog and black women know where we're in communities where we're like, I want to heal. I want to grow. I want to love God. I want to love people. And where we're like working those issues out um, together, you know, so that beautiful chord, I think is our, 
um, that surrounds us is the way forward. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Question: uh, Where do we go from here? I think the answer is to therapy. And speak on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, oh, I yeah. mean, therapy in the regular sense, as in go get you a therapist if you can. Um, find the resources, people that can help you. But I also mean therapy in a holistic sense, right? Like therapy defined as treatment intended to relieve or heal a disorder. And I don't mean like actually going, unless there, there, there might be an actual diagnosable disorder, but just the idea of, are we in tip top shape right now? So maybe we talking about massage therapy, brother, go get you a massage. Maybe we talk about- Yeah, <laughs> I believe we, in it. <laughs> yeah, maybe we talk about a journal, man, get you a journal, go write in that thing, make some marks in it, sketch something, draw something, brother. Maybe we talk about group therapy where you get you some brothers, we all just have a real life conversation like, man, I'm, hurt right now or I'm struggling in this area but we have to take our holistic health more seriously and I mean that in a physical sense and in taking better care of our bodies I mean that in a mental sense and, and taking care of our minds getting getting medication if we need to be and doing that without shame taking care of our mental health and i'm not just talking about the, the mind in the medical sense but in the sense how am i checking in with yourself on a regular basis one of the reasons i journal is because there are certain times i just find myself writing like oh man this is really bothering me i need to get this in order and i think that the only way forward is taking better inventory of ourselves because it's hard to love people well if you haven't learned to love yourself well and part of reframing masculinity is going to have to involve learning all of the ways that we have shortchanged ourselves and in so doing cannot show up for our communities. I talked about a new segment. We're going to talk about uh, what's on the front burner, some some things um, that that uh, we are excited about personally as, as individuals and bringing that and sharing that with y'all. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Sam. I am here to do another installment of On the Front Burner. And um, today... Well, first of all, let me just say this is probably one of the most <laughs> difficult on the front burners that I've um, been tasked with recording uh, just because so much going on. Um, but I'm going to keep it lighthearted. <laughs> I'm going to keep it lighthearted, kind of. Uh, so I like to spend a lot of time outside. Um, and for those of y'all don't, who don't know, we live in Florida. We are not far from space force space and spacex so that's where we live and from time to time uh, maybe a couple times a week we hear uh, some booms um, they don't necessarily uh, they remind me of like uh, something entering the atmosphere uh, but they don't necessarily sound um, as piercing like they don't have the punch that it has, but it has the the deep undertoned bass and boom of a boom 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 
you know, or boom, occasionally we hear. Uh, it kind of freaked us out a little bit <laughs> because I was standing outside. It could be a clear day uh, and we hear those things. So just, you know, my wife and I always check like, is it thundering outside? Um, not really sure what those are. Uh, for those of you who are interested, I'm gonna try and keep y'all updated. I'm gonna try and do some investigations to see if I can come up with what those could be. But yeah, man, it's um, it's real interesting and uh, a bit freaky. <laughs> so be freaky if I can uh, keep it funky with y'all. Um, but yeah, so we gonna figure out these booms and we gonna keep living our best life. All right. Sam, three black men. Check out the episode next. Because we now have a Patreon, which Patreon. I want to encourage each and every one of y'all to to visit at our uh, Patreon.com/slash Three Black Men. Uh, think through it. Pray through it ask God um, if, if he would have you partake in this work that we're doing because on top of some bonus content here we have uh, some blog pieces going up there's going to be some devotional content coming out and I want to encourage you guys um, to visit that Patreon patreon.com slash three black men go watch and, um, my kids ruin my videos go ahead watch, watch them, <laughs> them them babies ain't ruin nothing man matter of fact there's, there's more people going to sign up to, to see them babies how about that bro <laughs>